Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. There were more than the usual competitive instincts in play last night as Jeff Capel, Pitt basketball coach, our guest here in just seconds, and his brother Jason Capel, a former UNC star, went into the Smith Center and beat the Tar Heels. Remember, Jeff Capel, former Duke star, will bring his Pitt Panthers into Cameron to take on the Blue Devils later this month. Coach Capel, that's a lot going on beyond basketball, man. Did you see anything different in your brother Jason as you guys were preparing for the Tar Heels rather than any of the dozens of others on your schedule? <laughs> well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, I didn't see anything different. I mean, he's you know really good at what he does. My brother is. And it was obviously his scout. Um, you know, he knows their stuff. So every call that they make, especially the defenses, you know, he knows them. And uh, so we were maybe a little bit more prepared as far as, you know, play calls and, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, he had us ready. And, you know, our staff did a great job. But most importantly, our guys did a great job of, of, of executing the game plan and, and going out and attacking and being tough and together. Final score, 73-67. Panthers over Tar Heels. Pitt improves to 11-4. and Remember, this is year two for Coach Capel at Pitt. He inherited a very difficult situation. It was a losing record last year. It is NCAA tournament contention, at least so far this year, at 11-4. and These Tar Heels, or I should say UNC, beat you at Pitt last year by about 25 points, if I remember correctly. This is probably a little off your radar, but Roy Williams called this year's team his least gifted. What did you see in terms of the contrast between the Tar Heels who beat you by 25 a year ago on your home court and the Tar Heels you beat this year on their home court? Yeah, well, you know, it it is a very different team. Um, Last year's team had, you know, such a great mix of, of, uh, really talented, experienced, older guys, um, along with a couple of dynamic freshmen. And, uh, you know, I, I think the main thing is, is obviously if, if Cole Anthony's there, it's a completely different team. Coach Williams' system and the way they play, I, I think, is predicated uh, by the point guard. And any team, I don't care who it is, any team that loses your point guard, there's going to be a significant drop. And Cole Anthony's loss for them, in, you know, for however long he's going to be out, that's a very, very significant loss. And it's not a knock on anyone else in their program. But, you know, when you expect to have that, especially with the way that Coach Williams plays, you know, it's a big loss. You know, I still think they have you know, some good players, you know, that have experience. It's just, it's different when you're in the different role. Like when you're a, you know, you can be a secondary guy and be very, very good at that role and be a a really good complimentary player. But then, you know, when you go into the main role, you know, it's, it's, it's very different. The expectation is very different. And the one thing that I, you know, like I feel for those kids there, you know, I went through this as a player when yep. I was a sophomore at Duke. Is sometimes you can start to feel the weight of the program because you feel like you're letting everyone down. And there are only a few programs I think that that have that. 
and certainly North Carolina is one of them. Um, you know, I think they have good talent still, but it is different. Yeah, it, 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 it is different from the talent that they've had, and you know, so when Coach Williams said that, you know, he he was he wasn't telling a lie, and it's no right. disrespect to their guys. Uh, because they're still good players. I mean, Baycott's and McDonald's All-American. They have other three, four-star guys. Um, it's just, I, I, I just think the loss of Cole is so significant because of the importance of the point guard in their system. We're talking with Jeff Capel III, of course, his late father, a great coach in his own right, his brother Jason, on his staff with the Pitt Panthers. Our guest, Jeff Capel III, led VCU and Oklahoma to great heights. A longtime assistant, of course, to Mike Krzyzewski at Duke before taking the Pitt job before last season. Coach, you have always been candid and blunt, not only in you know decades' worth of conversations with us, but every media session I've ever seen you on. Uh, but I also know that guys in your walk of life cannot give 100% of the truth at all times. Like, if I was your freshman <laughs> player and I was struggling, you would not go in front of the press and say, DG can't figure it out. He's lost in practice. He can't hit the ocean from the beach. Like, you're not going to say that out loud because, it, you know, you don't want to kill my confidence beyond whatever it's already frayed, right? Uh, I don't. I know you don't want to dive into Roy Williams' business when he talks about his least gifted team, but can you just share generally, you know, how do you try to balance being blunt and candid and honest with the media? And you're like universally celebrated by every media member I've ever met for your candor and your friendliness, etc. Uh, but that, you know, you don't tell grandma her cookies are bad at Christmas, right? Like you can't always tell the truth. Yeah, you know, w- one of the things that I've always tried to do is is to have a a good relationship with with most people, uh, not everybody, yeah. but with most people <laughs> and the people that want to have a good relationship. And I've always felt like that a relationship is based on trust and honesty. A good relationship is based on trust and honesty. There are times, um, and I've actually said this to some of the media people here in Pittsburgh that I've gotten to know. I understand you asking questions. Like I do. I, I, I understand you have to ask certain questions. Yeah. And you know that I'm always going to be honest and things like that. But you have to understand at times there's sometimes things that I can't answer. Right. And there's sometimes things that I'm going to choose not to answer. And I ask that you respect that also. One of the greatest lessons I learned from Coach K when I went back there and I worked there for the seven years, and it completely changed. Um, you know, a little bit with, with how I thought. I was the head coach for nine years prior to that. But coach's big thing when I was there during the seven years is that you never call a player out publicly. Like, you just don't do that. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to really punish publicly. There were a lot of things that happened there when coach would punish, but no one would know because his thing is that he didn't want, because of the stature of the program, he didn't want guys to be labeled. And so there was a lot of stuff, mainly everything that was kept in-house and done in-house. And his thing was that, you know, you never, you know, call individuals out publicly. You just don't do that. You keep that stuff in-house. We win together. We lose together. And so I've kind of adopted that now, you know, as a head coach this time around because of my experience, you know, and learning from him. And so, you know, look, each coach is different. 
Each yeah. coach is different. And one of the things that I've learned over this period that I've been in coaching is that you have to be true to you. And you can't try to be like someone else or someone else. Coach Williams is a Hall of Fame coach. He's one of the best that's ever done it in this business. And he still is. I shouldn't say one of the like he still is yeah. one of the best, you know, that 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 does it. And he has earned the right, in my opinion, to speak how he wants to speak. Um, you know, about his team, about his program. I think he's earned the right to do that. And so I don't think there's anything wrong about what he said. I also don't think there's anything wrong if a coach chooses not to do it that way. Pitt coach Jeff Capel is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I swear I would pay for Coach Capel to teach a seminar. I'm 33 years into this business. If he could just send that one message to all coaches about understanding our job and that one message to all media about understanding the coach's job, I swear the world yeah. would be just such a better place. I expect such things from you, Coach. I appreciate you breaking that I down for us. That. Uh, I know how you're wired enough to understand that you are not thinking about a trip to Duke on January 28th. I am curious uh, that when you get your schedule, may- maybe the day you took the pit job, you knew you were going to have a road trip to Duke your second year with the Panthers. I forget how far in advance you know those things. But can you share, even though your players are not allowed to think that far ahead, I'm not sure when we talk to you again, what is different about you walking into Cameron while representing the Pitt Panthers, even though you did, of course, go head-to-head with Coach K up at Pitt last year? Yeah, you know, it's, it's different. I mean, it will be different. I mean, you know, it will be different. I've, I have never been to Cameron as a visiting anything. Aha. You know, I've, 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 I've been there when I was in high school being recruited, you know, as a fan. Right. I committed there, you know, as a junior. So really from 1992 on, every time I stepped foot in Cameron, you know, I was a part of the Duke program. I was there to either represent Duke as a player, represent Duke as a as a coach, um, and also represent Duke as a fan and cheer for Duke. And so, you know, it it, it will be very different. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this. This is weird. I was thinking about this recently. Like, I I don't know if I've ever been in the visiting locker room. <laughs> um, I think maybe once. I think one year my brother, when he played at Carolina, I went to a Duke Carolina game there, and I think I went to go see him afterwards. But so that was probably you know two thousand. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and, and 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 so everything will be different. I mean, there'll be a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people that I really care about, and I know that really care about me. And so there will be some emotion there. Once the ball tips, then it's it's competition. Uh, but when you, you know, I'm pretty sure when I initially walk out there and, and you know, walk to the, make that walk from the locker room and pass the Duke bench and look up and see familiar faces, I'm pretty sure it'll be a little bit weird. Jeff Capel with us last night, Panthers 73, Tar Heels 65 at the Smith Center. I'm curious, would your guys have known that Pitt had never won a basketball game at UNC? Or is that sort of just like trivia for fans and media and game notes and stuff like that? You know, I'm not sure our guys would know. I mean, our, our guys are really young. And like most young people, they think about what's in front of them right, right. now. And that's if they're not just thinking about themselves. Um, <laughs> uh, but but I, I, I don't think they knew that. I, you know, maybe they did. I don't know. It's certainly not something that we talked about. Right. 
we just talked about the mission, the task that was at hand and what it was going to take to do it. You know, I know that, you know, people will look and think that Carolina's down and it's a different North Carolina, but it's still North Carolina. There's still a lot of tradition. There's still a lot of pride. The young men that wear that jersey represent it with great pride and they're playing their butts off. And certainly, trust me, I know because I've been in their shoes once before as a player, um, you know, these times can be tough. And this is the time really that the fans and everyone should rally around them a little bit more because they need it. And, uh, you know, we went in there and, you know, we got down and we took, you know, I thought a great shot from them and we gradually chipped away. That's what we talked about at halftime. And we just kept plugging and kept plugging. And, you know, for us, it was a huge win. It was our first, it was the program's first road win since 2017. Um, we were coming off of a very emotional few days because we felt like we we weren't worthy of winning against Wake Forest last Saturday, and and we lost the game that we felt like that you know we had a chance to win, and you know I really got after my guys, so I was proud the way we responded, and even prouder with the way we responded by facing adversity by being down fourteen points. Last thing for you, Coach, and follow Jeff Capel on Twitter, at Jeff Capel, the Pitt Panthers leader joining us, 11-4 and four now as they head into the bulk of ACC play. I do 1-15 through 15 power rankings for The Athletic and ACCSports.com, and I'm telling you, man, I can't figure this stuff out because after Duke and Florida State and Louisville, and then thanks to their defense, maybe UVA, I had like the Wolfpack at number five last week, and Clemson at number 15. And, of course, the Wolfpack goes to Clemson and loses to the Tigers. I had, I think, the Tar Heels at 6 and Georgia Tech at 14. And, of course, the Yellow Jackets go to Chapel Hill and beat the Tar Heels. I can't figure it out, man. I, this is a league yeah. that has averaged eight NCAA tournament bids over the last four seasons. And yet, after the first three or four, I, I wouldn't call anybody a lock, but I wouldn't tell anybody they're crazy either if they thought yep. that they could build themselves into that uh, upper middle of the pack. H- how do you see that bigger picture? Well, I think it's wide open. And, you know, for me, it's exciting, um, you know, just because, you know, of opportunity. I mean, you, you talk about that. I mean, BC beat Virginia yeah. without maybe two of their better players, Derek Thornton and Popovich. Um, you know, they, they go and, you know, they beat Virginia up and up in Chestnut Hill. And so I think it's wide open. I I think, uh, you know, I think everyone has an opportunity. I think, you know, if you look at the league last year, I thought you had three elite teams that had completely separated themselves. You know, we, we have, I think three elite teams this year. I don't know if they're like the teams were last year, Yeah, but you know what, DG, I I don't think college basketball is like, I don't think. I don't, I'm not sure there's a great team. I think they're really good teams, but I'm not sure there's a great team. And I think that makes it very exciting because it gives opportunities, you know, for everyone else and, you know, for everyone, really. And, uh, you know, so we just want to keep plugging, man. You know, we feel like we have an opportunity, you know, to, to, to win every time we play, but we have to do the things that are required in order to win and we have to be worthy of winning. And one of the things we're trying to learn in our program, trying to teach is that winning is hard and it's showing up every day, being disciplined and doing the things that are required. And we're learning how to do that. I thought, you know, last night's game was a huge step for us. Now it's, can we maintain that? Can we understand it and have the discipline to do it every day? 
You're a lot of fun, man. I always appreciate you taking our calls. Congratulations on the win last night, and thanks, as always, for the time on the David Glenn Show. Happy New Year to you, your family, and your team. All right, man. Happy New Year. Appreciate you. Right back at you. Jeff Capel on Twitter, at Jeff Capel, the second-year head coach of the Pitt Panthers. Remember that he inherited a Pitt team that prior to his arrival under Kevin Stallings had gone, what was it then, 0-18 in ACC play. Now they play a 20-game conference schedule this year for the first time. In 2018, the Pitt Panthers were 8-24, 0-18 in conference play. His first year, they made the baby steps, right? But you need time to recruit, you need time to build. 14-19 and 19 in year one under Jeff Capel III. He, by the, way, by the way, recently signed a contract extension all the way through like 2027. So Pitt, even though they were a losing team last year, understands the bigger picture and extended his contract. They announced that, I think, just yesterday. Will he be an NCAA tournament team this year? We'll see. But a nice win in Chapel Hill last night, 73-65. Trey McGowans is a really good guard. Xavier Johnson is a good player. Uh, Ryan Murphy, the transfer, not as much last night, but overall is a good player. You know what it was last night? The Heels had the much better front court. Armando Baycott and Garrison Brooks were fine last night. Actually pretty darn good last night. The Panthers not only had the better backcourt, they dominated. It was Carolina's frontcourt. Garrison Brooks, 21 points and 10 rebounds. Armando Baycott, 15 points and 9 rebounds. They killed the Panthers in the post. The Panthers killed the Tar Heels on the perimeter thanks to those guards. And, of course, the Tar Heels just don't have a guard that makes anybody shake with the defensive scouting report. It's... It, until Cole Anthony returns, there's no obvious answer for Roy Williams in Chapel Hill. And remember, Clemson comes to town this weekend. The Tigers have never beaten the Tar Heels in men's basketball in Chapel Hill. That streak has to be considered in jeopardy now that the Tar Heels have just lost back-to-back to Georgia Tech and Pitt teams that certainly are not in the ACC's upper tier. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon is going to join us at the top of hour number three. Mark Richt, former Miami and Georgia head football coach, now with the ACC Network, will drop by midway through hour number three. On the other side, more of your phone calls, NFL, college basketball, reminder of the question of the day. If you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, which game would it be? Which team would it be? And I mean against the spread, just straight up. Your life depends on getting one game right this Saturday or Sunday. More of my thoughts on that question of the day with more of your phone calls. Duke wins last night in college hoops. NC State has a tough, gritty, come-from-behind win over Notre Dame. Pitt takes out Carolina. Florida State beats Wake Forest on the Deacons' home court. You can chime in with questions or comments. 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show.